Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Burley. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Burley Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing, and I'm on my Facebook Live page. Also recording, you guys subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube page at Jean Martin. I dropped in today because I wanted to talk about doors of distraction. I wanted to know what's distracting you. What's your door of distraction? I had to know. I had to know. <laughs> what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us again today, this day. But we can let to jump into the text here. I want to talk about, like I said earlier, I want to talk about how Marth, Mary, Martha was so distracted by the work. In Luke 10, I believe it's 1038, it says, now it happened as they went, that he entered, Jesus uh, came into town and he went to Martha and Mary's house. I believe this is Lazarus' sister now. Um, and he uh, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with, with much serving. She had the gift of hospitality. And, you know, I've seen people operating this gift and you can't even sit down. They invite you over and you can't even sit down and have a conversation with them because they're just so busy working. And um, the problem with this is because they don't know how to delegate authority, because when you know how to delegate authority, um, you won't so, be so busy with the work. OK, Um so here, here it is. And so, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? <laughs> Therefore, tell her to help me. Um, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But the one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not take her away from her which will not be taken away from her because uh, Mary, she chose to stop what she was doing to, uh, to take some time out with the Lord, to sit at the feet of Jesus. Will you take time out to sit at the feet of Jesus? What is it that's distracting you? Mary was so distracted by the work that she did not have time for the worship. Are you so, she was so distracted by the gift because hospitality is a gift. She was, are you so distracted by the gift that you don't have time for the giver? Now, hold on, wait up, wait a minute. Now, you know, there's no condemnation in this, right? This is a teachable moment. I've just been hearing the Lord talk for weeks and weeks. Focus, focus, focus. The people are distracted. Focus. My, my, if I had to give this, um, this podcast, a title, it would be called Doors of Distractions. What are your doors of distraction? What's distracting you? Is it the work? Are you so busy with the work? Are you so busy with the job? Are you so busy with the family? Are you so busy with the husband, with the wife? I mean, what is it? What is it? What's distracting you? When it, Whatever steals our focus, steals our heart. It lures us away. It causes us to stray. Love not the world nor the things of the world. Because when we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. What is the love of the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. 
we start lusting after the things of this world, it it draws us away from the word, from the W-O-R-D. The things of the W-O-R-L-D, the world, will distract us from the W-O-R-D. So here she is, busy operating in the gift, anointed to do the work, anointed um, to, to operate in the gift of hospitality. But she was so busy working, she didn't have time to entertain her company. She didn't have time to entertain the gift giver, the giver of the gift. Because it's by grace that we're saved, not works, lest any man should boast. We have to take time. We have to make room for God. We have to put him at the beginning of our day. Sometimes, you know, uh, we talk to people, I talk to people and they may say, well, I'm, I got to listen. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it later. Once I get everything settled, once I get everything situated, then I'm going to take time out for God. You know, just so distracted by the work. Why not put God at the be put God at the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day? Because um, when we don't plan God in our day, guess what? We plan God out of our day. But Jesus answered her and he, and he told her one translation say, but Martha, you're so distracted. You're so distracted. You're so distracted with the work. You're so busy doing what you're doing that you don't have time for me. Are we so busy doing what we're doing that we don't have time for God? What we give our mind and attention to, we give our heart affection to. Right? What we give our mind and attention to, we give our heart and affection to. But Jesus gently reminded her. You know, he gently reminded her that Mary is doing the most important thing. She's taking time. How many of you, she's taking time out with me. She's taking time. She's making time for the Lord. And when we're too busy for God, I'm telling you, we're too busy. What are we so distracted by? What are we so busy doing? When we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, how many of you know that we ignore God in all our ways? ways. When we don't acknowledge God, we ignore God. We don't want to be found doing that. Matthew 6, 33 tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. All these things that we think is so important that if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. What's your door of distraction? Don't you know it's always going to be something the devil's going to see to it? Martha was distracted by the work. It had to be perfect. It had to be, it had to be prepared just right. She was so busy that when the company came, you guys, you guys know this person. They invite you over, you go to their house. They're so busy cooking, so busy. After they finish cooking, they serve everybody. After they finish serving everybody, then they're washing the dishes. They have no time for fellowship. <laughs> if I feed you natural food, that's good. But I, if I neglect to give you spiritual food, really, what have I given you? What have I given you? We can't be so distracted by the work that we don't have time to sit down for the worship. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is the solution? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Jesus told Mary what the problem was. He said, you're so distracted by the cares of the world, by the deceitfulness of riches. You're so distracted. You're, you're so, there's many things. Your mind is always racing. It's all, these things are stealing. Your thoughts are stealing. It's causing you to be distracted. 
from the Lord. The cares of the world, um, the parable of the sword talks about how the cares of the world, how the devil used the cares of the world to steal the word. The cares of the world. Martha was so, she had, so, she was just so uh, concerned about, is the food going to be hot enough? Is the food going to be warm enough? Am I going to have enough food? Just racing and running and racing and running. Didn't have time to fellowship. You know, let's stop doing that. You invite someone over, try to have your dinner cooked before they come so you can spend time fellowshipping with them. So distracted by the work. You know, we do it at the holidays sometimes. If the food is not ready, then we're so busy cooking that we don't get a chance to enjoy the family because we're so busy trying to prepare the food. But if we will prepare ahead of time when the family come, all we have to do is sit down and eat and then have time to play games, right? Let's not be so distracted by the work that we don't have time for the worship. Okay, if the, the second life I want to look at, I want to look at Peter. You know, we talk about how Peter walked on the water. Uh, I believe that's in Matthew 14, 22, where Jesus was walking on the water. And um, Peter was saying to him, Father, you know, Jesus, if that's really you, then let me come. I'm going to, for time's sake, I'm going to um, just kind of pop in on Matthew 14, 22. But read the whole thing, please. Go back and read the whole thing. It says, in, um, 22, for Matthew 14, 22, it says, Jesus made the disciples... Um, he had he made the disciples to get in the boat and to go to the other side. Why he, you know, he told you know, told the people to go away. Right? Why he dismissed the crowd. He, he told them, get in the boat and go to the other side. So he stayed there to dismiss the crowd. Uh, but he sent them out in the storm. <laughs> Some of us, we can't serve God when we got a lot going on. We say, well, I don't got time for that right now. You know, right now, it's I got a, I just got a lot going on. I, I, don't, I have to, get, I don't get to that to, uh, later. After I get everything situated, after I get the food cooked, after I get the dishes washed, after I get the laundry done, after I get the kids situated, after I spend time with my husband, after I, fit, you know, do this, after I get home, you know, after I do this and after I do that and after I, then I'll sit down and I'll spend time with Jesus. No, that's not the order. Those are distractions. Everything that we put in front of God is a, a distraction that keeps us from spending time with God. There's no condemnation. We have to find the doors of distraction. We have to set our face like a flint. We're, we're going to have to be so focused that we have to set our face like a flint. So we're not caught off, off guard. We have to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us so we can run our race. I'm telling you, it's always going to be something. The distractions are sent on an assignment from the enemy to steal our focus, to steal the word, to kill our focus, and, and to uh, destroy our vision. That's what the thief come to do, John 10, 10. Jesus, I'm the good shepherd. I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But it's the thief who come and not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. If he can steal the word, he can kill our focus. He can kill our focus. He can kill our vision. He can destroy our vision. And a man without a vision, he cast off restraints and he runs wild and he's just all over the place. And this is why some of you are just scattered and all over the place because the enemy keeps stealing the word. These doors of distractions, the cares of the world, 
the deceitfulness of riches. It's always going to be something. So we go on down to the story, Matthew 14, 22. Jesus told the disciples, get in the boat, go to the other side. Why he dismissed the people? He knew that the storm was coming, but he sent them out in the midst of a storm. <laughs> so the waves and the wind, the story says, begin to beat against the, the boat really bad. And then, then they, they look up and here comes Jesus walking across the water, walking on top of the water. And they begin to scream, it's a ghost. Is it a ghost? They said. They said, is this a ghost? <laughs> but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. It's not a ghost. It's me. <laughs> Jesus said, don't be afraid. It's me. But but, uh, but Peter said, Peter uh, replied, Lord, Lord, if, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come. Tell me to come. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come so I can walk on the water too. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come so I can walk, right? This is what Peter said to the Lord. If it's really you, then bid me to come. Let me walk. I want to walk on the water. It says, then Peter got out of the boat. He walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. How many of you know that God really is our present help in our time of trouble? <laughs> but what caused him to sink? What was it? What was the distraction? What was Peter's distraction? The wind, right? The waves. It was, what's your distraction? What's your wind? And what's your wave? What's your care? What's your worry? What's your fear? His was the wind and the waves, but ours is the cares, the worries, the work. Anything that takes the place of God in our lives become the God of our lives. What is it that has us so distracted that we don't have time to sit at the feet of Jesus? We must stay focused in order to fulfill God's good plan and purpose for our lives. We're going to have to keep our mind stayed on him and stay focused on the word of God. Stay focused on the mission because the devil is always gonna, it's always, I'm telling you, it's always going to be something. It's called life and we're all living it. It's always gonna be something. I have to cook, I gotta clean. Daily life chores, relationships, children. It's always gonna be some type of, of uh, cares of the world. They're sent on an assignment to distract you, but we have to put God first. You know, it will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness um, and acknowledge him, not to our understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways so he can direct our path. He can give direction to our day. We need to set our day with God by putting him first. Seek first. We don't put him at the end of our day. If we don't acknowledge God and when we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. Right. So if we're not asking God for direction and we're not asking him to lead us, to guide us and direct us, where are we going and what are we doing? Where are we going? Mary was so distracted by the work that she didn't even care about the fact that Jesus had come to her house. The fact that he had took, taken time out to come into her home. 
listen, don't be so distracted by the work that when people take time out to fellowship with you, that you don't have time to talk to them. Or people take time out to come to your home to sup and fellowship with you. You're just so busy working and washing dishes and cleaning the house. Just so busy, 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 busy. How many of you know that Christ still comes to in our house? He comes in our house through internet, through YouTube. God used people. How many of you know that God used people? And he said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. We should be able to discern the voice of the Lord as we exercise our ability to distinguish good from evil and right from wrong. As we spend time with the father, we should be able to know his voice. I recognize his voice when he's speaking through my grandkids. I recognize his voice when I'm watching YouTube or speaking to some of my friends on the phone. I recognize his voice. I'm, I'm listening for his voice. He said, my sheep. But sometimes we so, you know, it's kind of like when Jesus, the Bible said, prophet is not uh, without honor except for those among his own household. They Sometimes when you get so familiar with people, you can't can't hear the voice. You know, Jesus could only heal a few when he went to his own hometown because they was like, aren't you, you, uh, the carpenter's son, this is Mary, you're Mary's uh, son, um, to Joseph, the carpenter's son. And he, and he said it was, the Bible said he was really sad because he could only heal a few because of their unbelief. They were so familiar with this flesh. They could not discern the spirit. So listen for the voice. You know, the Lord could be using you to give someone a word and they say, well, I got to go pray about it. I got to go, you know, get, hear from God. Well, God was just talking to you. But the reason you couldn't hear him is because you were so familiar with him. <laughs> Let's not be so distracted by the cares of the world, by what's going on around us. So there, uh, Peter became distracted by the winds, by the cares of the world, he became distracted by what was going on in his atmosphere. Are you distracted by what's going on in your atmosphere? He was so distracted. And Jesus said, he began to sink. And Jesus said, oh, why did you doubt you of little faith? He began to doubt because that's what the cares of the world do. They come to choke the word. The parable of Sower says that the cares of the world, it chokes the word of God from us. And it causes us to be unfruitful. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, it chokes the word of God from us. It caused him to begin to doubt. because, And that's what it is. When we lose focus of God, when we're not focusing on the word, we're not saying what the word of God is saying then all we're doing is seeing what the world is dictating to us and what the spirit of fear is saying to us. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We have to stay focused on the word of God. We have to stay focused on the word of God. Keep our mind stayed on him. What do you mean by that, Pearly? Well, God and his word is one, right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with, was God, the word was with God. The word was made manifest and it dwelt among us. Like God and his word is one, right? Jesus is the way, the truth. God and his word is one. So when we're uh, reading the word of God, we're reading, reading the will of God. If we don't know what the will of God is, we can just find it in the word of God. Life comes with the manual. The Bible is here to teach us how to live righteously. The word of God is our life manual. Marriage comes with the manual. Children come with the manual. My life came, comes with the manual. Your life comes with the manual. 
life does come with the manual. And when we feel like that there's no instructions on how to raise children, we think, well, okay, God, sit over here. I got this. No, all we have to do is go to the word of God. He tells us to ask him for wisdom and he'll give it. There's not a subject. There's not anything that, for every problem. There really is a promise, but we're going to have to get in the word of God to seek first the kingdom of God. Seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open. The will of God is the word of God. So if you want to know what he say about children, get in the Bible and, and read the manual. If you want to know what he say about marriage, get in his word and see what he says about marriage. Seek first the kingdom of God. There's a there really is a pro, a promise for every problem. This is the Bible is a prophetic book. <laughs> he could talk about things you're thinking, oh, they wrote this book over two hundred thousand years ago or whatever. But here's a proverb that speaks to what I'm going through right now. Though the situation and circumstances may not be exactly the same. I mean, we're not riding on donkeys, but the circumstances are still the same. How many of you know the devils don't die? <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. What's going on now has already been done. It's already been, it's just repeating itself. The devil can create nothing new. He takes what God creates it and, and perverts it. He puts a twist on it. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm getting back here. So the the Lord, um, the Jesus said to Peter, why did you doubt you of little faith? He, he, he corrected him. He said, why you doubt? Why you doubt? Because when we begin to doubt, doubting the word of God, the devil, that's a distraction. When I begin to doubt what God say, that's a distraction. Doubting what God say is a distraction. This is why the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Their doubt, it was their doubt that kept them out. It was the evil heart. The Lord said they had an evil heart of unbelief. It was their evil heart. Because how many of you know that when we don't believe God, we call him a liar? You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Remember? For those that come, we must first believe that he does exist and he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because we have to believe he exists. We're having the faith in a God that we cannot see. So without, because why is it impossible to please God without faith? Once again, because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. What's distracting you? What are your doors of distraction? Martha, Martha was distracted by the work. Peter was distracted by what was going on in his world by the, the deceitfulness of riches, by the cares of the world. The cares of the world, don't let the cares of this world distract you. First Peter tells us to cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. How many of you know that God cares about us? If, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it's a concern, get rid of the concern. God cares about us. God cares about us. Sorry about that distraction. Um, but God cares about what we care about. If it concerns you, it concerns him too. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares about you. Okay, we're going to go into this third, uh, this third distraction. The question we're asking is, what's your distraction? What's distracting you? Mary was distracted by the work, the worship and her gift. Right. When the gift giver came, she didn't have time 
She didn't have time for him. She didn't have time for him. Moses, we're going to, the last person we're going to look at is Moses. You said Moses? Yeah, we're going to look at Moses because Moses was distracted because he didn't, he, he didn't know how to mandate authority. He, he felt like he had to be hands-on. He felt like he had to be in control. Being hands-on really is a need to be a need for control because we don't feel like we can do it. No one else can do it. Unless I can do it, it can't be done. Don't you know that this is a door of distraction where you feel like when we don't know how to delegate authority, now with, with the way technology is today, there's so many ways of doing things where we can alleviate a lot of the distractions. We only have to go to the grocery store if we don't want to. We can order everything online. What's your door of distraction? When you feel the need to just have to constantly be hands on and you can't delegate authority, you can't trust anyone else to do what needs to be done. That's control. That's rooted in control. I, unless I do it, it can't be done. And, and this is the problem that Moses was having. Um, but thank God, his, his father-in-law, Jephthah, was able to come by and give him some wisdom and give him some advice on how to delegate the authority. So because he said, this is too much for you. This will, will burden you. This is not good for you. You know, you're sitting here every day and you're letting people come and tell their problems and you're settling all the disputes. What good is this? What's, what good is coming out of this? His father-in-law, Jeffro was saying, you guys, when you guys get a chance, go back and read the story of Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, giving him advice on how to uh, di distribute uh, authority. He told me, he said, go, you know, you need to get you some um, honorable men and you need to delegate this authority. You need to teach them the laws of the, you know, the word and uh, disciple them and let them handle the minor um, issues. And when we, I'll come, you know, when they get to the major disputes, then they can bring this to you because this, this, this will wear you out. This is too much for you, Moses. Thank God for... Uh, wisdom. Thank God for the Lord bringing Moses' stepfather into Jethro into his life to give him that advice. And guess what? Moses took that advice. There's so many ways now that we can delegate authority. We don't have to be busy like that anymore. We can pay our bills online. We don't even have to leave our house. I mean, we can make room for God. We don't have to go stand in these long lines and you know, uh, buy food or stand in the long lines, running here and there to pay bills. We don't have to do all that stuff anymore. We can delegate that authority. We can go online and do it like that. We don't have to stop what we're doing to go give people rides. So you can send them an Uber. I mean, there's just so many different ways to delegate the authority. But when you feel like you just got to be so hands-on, and I thank God for my son because sometimes some of the things that my thought process is, well, I got to go do this and I got to do. And my son say, mom, <laughs> just call the Uber or mom, just do it like this. Mom, just call the people, see how many toys they have. Babe, can you close the door? See how many toys they have. And then we'll know what size truck to get. You know, it's not all like that. You don't have to be overwhelmed. Some of us are just so stuck in the past that we're not moving into the new. But moving into the new is going to save you some time. It's going to give you more time to spend with the Lord, more time to, um, we don't have to be out here ripping and running to all these stores. 
forgive me. Someone called me the other morning. I was having Bible study. And they was like, well, we need food. Can you come take us to the store? We need groceries. I said, listen, I'm right now I'm having my Bible study. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go online when I finish and order you some food and just have it sent to your house. How about that? I was able to delegate that authority in a, you know, in another way. I don't always feel like I just got to be there. You know, I don't have to just be hands on. That's control. You know, you guys, when you get a chance, go listen to my podcast. It's called Let Go of the Controls. There's a lot of different ways of doing things, you know, moving. My son's like, we just going to call the Packers and they just going to pack up everything and move it. <laughs> There's a lot of ways of doing things. The reason I'm not talking about this subject is because it's always going to be something. The devil's going to see to it. Distractions are sent on an assignment to take still our focus. I'm not saying that we don't have to do natural things, but what I'm saying is there's ways to do things now that can save you so much time. You know, you don't have to stop what you're doing to go get your friend a ride. If they stranded somewhere, you can send an Uber. You know, I'm just saying there's just so many different ways to do things now where you can use that time for the Lord. You don't have to be distracted. It's always going to be something. The, the cares of the world. Peter, distraction was his atmosphere, was the wind. What's your distraction? What's in your atmosphere that's distracting you? My word to you is, if you don't know how to, you have to learn how to delegate authority. There's a lot of different ways to do things. So you don't have to spend all your time on the first of the month driving everywhere, paying a bill. You can do it online. You can save yourself some time. You can save yourself some gas, some money. There's there's better ways to spend that time than standing in a long line. Learn to delegate authority. Jethro told Moses, he said, this is not good. What are you doing? This is going to take all your time. You know, the Bible tells us that we are to redeem our time. Right. Because time, we're not even on our time. We're on God's time. What is it that God has told you to do that you you're you know, you're wasting time? Well, first, I got to go do this before I can do that. First, I got to get this. You know, when I made my first podcast and I'm still doing it, I use my cell phone. I, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> You know, it's like, Pearl, what is it you got in your hand? I went online and I was searching. I set up a studio and I was like, oh, I need this and I need that. And, and I'm thinking, where's their quiet room? So for, forgive the background because I'm despising not the day of small beginnings. And I'm starting with what I got in my hand. Some of you won't start with what you have. Despise not the day of small beginnings because you're waiting to get the big office building or you're waiting to get the million dollars before you do whatever it is. No, the provisions of God are in the will of God. As you begin, as we begin to step out of the boat and, and start walking in our purpose, God is going to give us what we need for the journey. You don't got it yet because you don't need it yet. When you get it, Whatever your needs are, while you're fulfilling the call and the plan and purpose of the Lord, whatever assignment he has set you in, when you get to that point where you need those finances or you need this or you need that, that's, he'll give you what you need for the journey. The provisions of God are in the will of God, right? I'm going to end it here. Martha was distracted by the work. 
Don't be distracted by the work. Don't be distracted even by the gift because we can be so busy operating in the gift that we don't have time for the gift giver, the giver of the gift. Remember the gifts and callings are without repentance. So don't be deceived by that. The fact that you can teach, preach, prophesy or none of that. If we don't take time, Jesus told them that when they said in Matthew's, I, I prophesy in your name, we cast out devils in your name. And he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Why did he say that? First Corinthians eight and three. He said, those who love God are known by God. They didn't love God because he said they were workers of iniquity. They had no regards for God. They did what they wanted to do. You can do what you want to do and still prophesy. You can do what you want to do and still teach. Isn't that what you call a hypocrite? The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So don't get it mixed up. Just because Martha was able to have, she had that gift of hospitality. She was able to serve. She was anointed to do all these things, but she didn't have time for the God, the giver of the gift. You know, the, the word tells us, he said, you worship me with your lips but your heart is far from me. We can worship, have the gift ministry of music, know how to worship the Lord and our heart be far from him. Why? Because it's not us. Jesus told the disciples when they came back and they were so excited by the fact that they were able to cast out devils. He said to them, you don't need to rejoice that you're able to cast out devils. You need to be rejoicing that your name is written in the book of life. Why did he say that? Because it was by it was his spirit and his authority by which those devils came out. That was no credit to us. That was because of the, the power um, that he gave us, the keys that he gave us. It was because of his name that those demons had to come out. Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? He told the seven sons of Sceva. It was because of the name of Jesus that we're able to do anything. So let's continue to give honor where honor is due. Let's not get it mixed up. Nothing can substitute our time with the Lord Jesus Christ. You teaching more, you're praying. You know, we need to get in the presence of the Lord and wait on him. Spend time with him, delighting ourselves in the Lord, entertaining him, reading the word, opening the word, reading the word of God. Nothing can take the place, no video, no YouTube. Listen, we all know that in order to have a friendship in the natural, you have got to fellowship with people. You have got to spend time. You got to get to know your husband to have a relationship with your husband. You can't get to know him through YouTube videos. You're going to have to actually get together and spend some time together. That's the same way with the Lord. Can't YouTube listen to my podcast. It's called Vitamin Supplements. Some of us want to get to know God through third parties, through other people. We need all of that. Every joint supplies a need, but they can't be your only means of getting to know God is listening to other preachers preach on TV. You have to get in there and feed yourself. Those are vitamin supplements. You have to get in the word and fix your own meal. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Nothing can take them. People can I can't get to know your husband for you. You can't get to know. You're going to have to take time out in the same way you take time out to get to know people. You spend time with them. You might go out to dinner with them. You spend, you know, you fellowship with him. That's the same way we want to have to spend time with Jesus. We got to fellowship. If the Bible say, uh, if, 
if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. Jesus said, if you say that you have fellowship with me, but yet you walk in darkness, you are lying. The truth is not in you. What is he saying? He said, because in order to walk in fellowship with the Lord, you have to walk in agreement with the Lord. In order to have fellowship with the Lord, you have to develop a relationship, a love relationship with the Lord. Jesus said, I no longer call you servant, but I call you a friend because a servant does not know the father, the master's business, but a friend does. Are you a friend of God? Have you taken time out to get to know God? I'm not talking about through third parties. I'm not talking about getting to know him through YouTube videos or through other preachers and teachers. And we need that because every joy supplies a need. Hear what I'm saying? But I'm talking about you spending personal time with the Lord. I'm not, you know, we can talk about God and not know God. I'm talking about, do you love him? Do you have a relationship with him? I'm talking about a love relationship. I'm talking about turning all the TVs off. I'm talking about turning the cell phones off. I'm talking about shutting all the outside chatter off and just getting in his presence. I'm not talking about studying for a Bible study so you can teach others, but I'm talking about studying for a Bible study so God can show you you, so God can show me me. I study so I can see me and I give out of my overflow to others, right? There's no condemnation. But it's so important. The Lord was telling me the other morning, as soon as I stepped out of the bed, he said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because he have divided loyalty. Is your loyalty divided with God and the world? Do you have a divided loyalty? You know, we can't live one way with the world and another way when we get with, with the Christian people. That's having a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, James said. Think not that man is going to receive anything from God because he has a double, his loyalty is divided. We have to have a committed relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you dating the Lord? Is, do you, what's your relationship? Is it friends with benefits? It's like just when I need you, I'll call on you. Or are you in a committed relationship with them? We know about commitments. We talk about it. We talk about you need to be committed to the marriage or you need to be committed to the friendship or whatever. But commitment, we know that when we're married, we're supposed to be committed to each other. But when we're married to Christ, when we're married to the Lord Jesus Christ, we're supposed to be committed to him. And when it's hard to do what the word of God say do, it's a submission problem. And a submission problem comes out of a relationship problem. When you have, when you love the Lord thy God with all our heart, thy mind, or so submission is made easy because our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. It's easy to submit to someone when you know that they love you. It's easy to be obedient to someone that you love. What are your doors of distraction? The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches that says, come on, you need to come chase after me. You need more money. You ain't got time for that. You ain't got time for church. You got to be out here making this money. You ain't got time for the word. You need to be listening to this motivational speaker. You need to be listening to this. And you need... How many of you know that the word of God is the power of God under salvation? The word of God, the same word that has the power to save us is the same word that has the power to deliver us. There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. We're his workmanship created in his own image and likeness. 
with the head and not the tail. We're ministers of reconciliators called to be ambassadors of Christ. We're called to manifest the kingdom of God in heaven on earth, as it is in heaven and onto in earth. Right? We're called to bring the kingdom of God from heaven onto earth. Whatever you bind in heaven shall be loosed on earth. Whatever you bind on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God said, I've given Jesus said, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's given us his authority. But we cannot with the we have to have character to go with the call. It doesn't matter if you can prophesy. It doesn't matter if you have faith to move mountains. It doesn't matter if you give your clothes to burnt to the poor. It, none of that don't matter. If you have not love, if you ha don't have a love to, to be able to love like God, we have to have a love relationship with God because our love for others come out of our love for God. That's why you say to love the Lord thy God with all our heart and our mind or so first. Then he says to love others like you do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Because why? If when I love God first, I can love you like God. There's no condemnation. I'm talking about doors of distractions. What's your door of distraction? Are you distracted by the work? Are you distracted by the gift? <laughs> Are you distracted by the gift? We're prophesying to everybody. We're preaching to teach. We only have time to we don't need, but we don't have a worship life. We don't have a private life. We don't have fellowship. We don't have time. We don't have a prayer life. But the gifts will still operate. There's no condemnation here. I just kind of dropped in because I wanted to encourage you and exhort you and remind you. It's not to be distracted by the work. Don't even be distracted by the gift. Don't be distracted by the winds. Don't be distracted by what's going on around you. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, just let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, it will cover your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, that peace of God is real. That peace that passes all understanding, the peace of God is real. But we have to learn to cast our cares upon the Lord because when we don't cast it, we carry it. And that becomes a care, the cares of the world. God, Jesus, I want you to cast your cares, not carry your cares. Cast your cares, cast your worries and cast your fears. Because if not, those are doors of distraction. The cares of the world is a distraction. The deceitfulness of riches. Flee idolatry. Don't chase after the, the, the resources, but chase after the source by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that we need, God has promised to add it unto us. Okay. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be so blessed. Subscribe to my um, YouTube page, Jean Martin. Subscribe to my podcast, Arthur Pearly Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Make sure you share this podcast. Are you distracted? What is it so important? You know, sometimes I send people my podcast and I'm like, did you listen to it? No, uh, I started, but I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it then. So they're just so distracted. It's so many ways to get the word. We're so distracted by the cares of the world. We're so distracted by what's going on around us that we don't have time like Mary. We don't take time out to sit and sup at his feet.
When the Lord brings people in your life, make time for those people because that's what Jesus did. God uses people. God used people. When God brings people into your life, make room for them. When he brings people in your life to help you, make room for those people because they could be there speaking on behalf of Jesus. <laughs> and you miss the word. How many of you know that the condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God? Go back and study the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, 14. Go in and read the parable of the sower. But the good ground heart is the one who hears the word, who understands the word, receives it, acts on it, and he brings forth fruit. How many of you know that without understanding, the devil's able to steal the word? So if he can keep us so distracted where we can't hear, it, it can't go into our heart. You can't have faith for something you don't understand, right? So Proverbs said, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get some understanding. You guys, I'm getting ready to end it here. Go on, go to my podcast on anchor.fm or Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. It's entitled Arthur Perley Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Um, click on some of those podcasts. I have a lot of podcasts there that you can listen in on. Um, you guys be blessed, be so encouraged. Remember to subscribe to this YouTube page um, and keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful pay, uh, day. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. It's under Rap Time Martin, I believe. You guys be blessed and be encouraged. And I want to say to you, happy new you, okay? Because in order to have a new year, it has to start with a new you. Uh, we're going to pray and end it. Father, we just thank you that this word has landed on good ground. Father, we thank you that we have a heart to receive your word. Excuse me, Holy Spirit, excuse me. Holy Spirit, bring your word back to my remembrance. Um, Father God, we thank you that this word will not land on dull ears, but it will bring forth a fruit, will bring forth a harvest. We give you the glory, Father. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. And we thank you, Father, that we will not be distracted, but we will set our face like a flint. We will focus on you. We will keep our mind stayed on you. And in everything and in all things, Father, we will give you all honor, glory, thanks, and praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You guys be blessed. I'm still on here.